Welcome, everyone, to an A1A interview with the co-chair of Meeting of the Minds for 2023. Uh, he's taken the time this afternoon from Olympia, Washington, to give us a call here and give us one of those updates that we've been waiting for. What's going to be happening with Meeting of the Minds 2022 and beyond? <laughs> On the phone with us this afternoon is Rob Hill, co-chair, as I said, of Meeting of the Minds 2022. Hello, Rob. Harry T., how you be? Good to be with you. I'm good. I'm in paradise down here in the Keys and waiting for a meeting of the minds to come again and come again. What in the world? You are co-chair. Would you would you expound on what you what you do, why you took that job? You're an attorney by trade, aren't you? I am. And I've been, I've, I've run some events before. I've run uh, helped run uh, laid back attack out here in Seattle. A uh, few years back, for a few years, and um, and I was tapped to be involved along with uh, Bill Connolly from Tampa uh, for 2021, and uh, so I kind of uh, was in his shadow a little bit. He was the senior and the took the lead there, and we expected to do that again this coming year. That's a long shadow there, my friend. <laughs> yeah, he did a great job, and, wow. uh, and and would be doing a great job this year if he didn't have some competing. Uh, family considerations that he needs to tend to is he he's an even better husband than he is a an event leader so uh really have a lot of admiration for bill and what he what he was able to pull off last year but now uh it, it kind of uh, expedited a plan that we that he and i had because both of us determined uh during the course of last year that no human being should put themselves through managing MOTM <laughs> more than two years in a row uh, and so uh, he was back <coughs> one year earlier than expected, uh, and we put in place with the board adopting the proposal uh, to have sort of a succession plan built in. And we so I brought on Jed Johnson, who was um, last year's registration director uh, and very well connected to the music and, and got, brings a great toolbox uh, to be sort of second in command, he co-chair and the he also, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but he also wins the Parrothead Award for Best Hat Award at all events. That hat. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. He's a good hat. He's, uh, I watched him at work at the registration table last year. What an, a, th a thankless job, number one. Indeed. <laughs> Among many, yes. And how he threw himself into it, I do admire that you folks found that talent from uh, from wherever, I don't know, other than I met him the first time in Olympia at Laid Back Attack. Right. And you bring the Laid Back Attack, uh, uh, he's part of that crew, wasn't he? He was part of that crew, absolutely. Yeah, and so we, we kind of brought in, some, uh, brought in some of the best of Laid Back Attack in a way because uh, you, if you remember uh, yeah. when you when you sponsored the one year the uh, the outdoor event was very much a, a listening. Yes. Uh, although I think the outdoor event was indoors the year you were there because of rain. Yes. Um, but uh, but but we like to to create a listening environment in at laid back attack. So it's a it's a party around the music rather than music around the party, and so we've done a little bit of that with. Um, with uh, Meeting of the Minds by introducing some real songwriter-focused uh, programming with uh, Kelly McGuire's Lighthouse Songwriter Showcase. And this year we're adding uh, Pirates and Poets for a couple of events 
so we have really 15 hours or at least 15 hours of just real songwriter focused listen almost listening room kind of events well the event there on the beach uh, last year with uh, the songwriters island radio uh, broadcast Re- Re- Exactly. That's that's Kelly McGuire's. Uh, oh, is that what that is? Yes, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I I had no idea that was Kelly McGuire's event. Uh, very well done. That's the type of thing that uh, makes radio people excited because you're bringing the songwriter to the people that would appreciate those types of songs directly. The actual person right. that wrote the song is sitting in front of these parrotheads. Do they realize? Sometimes what they're actually seeing with the 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 value that's there. I, I think I think that's one of my favorite things about Parrot Heads is that uh, they're uniquely yeah. The, 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 I like to say the musical IQ is is really high. Yeah. And the, yeah. The, the the level of appreciation. Uh, they listen to lyrics. They listen to stories. They're they're analytical and appreciative at the same time, and so they'll gather there and 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 lend an ear and really focus. And and um, I might have told you the story once about my first time arriving at Meeting of the Minds. Uh, first place I went was to Kelly McGuire's yeah. uh, showcase, and there were a hundred parrot heads facing front, listening yeah. to everything that was happening before them, and. Uh, I got up to play, and they were listening to me tune my guitar. It was kind of almost nerve-wracking, but uh, but it's just really nice to connect as an artist. Really nice to connect with an audience that uh, that I think um, this audience is more open to original music that they haven't heard before than any other audience in the world. And so uh, th- that's it's one of the things I most love about Parrot Heads, and I think it's one of the things that makes our event unique and great. Well, you know, though, that comes with price tag because you're you're asking for Cadillac music. These aren't cover bands. These aren't the regular guys that just play the Buffett music and come in there and are tribute bands. These are the people that wrote the music, and they bring along with quite a price tag. Uh, how is the, How have you seen uh, – I'm sorry, I'm an old American Federation of Musicians uh, uh, musician, and I – sometimes want to see the artist, you know, have a fair shake and get paid what they're worth. Uh, and uh, sometimes that just doesn't happen these days. And the price of um, the price of that commodity, I would think, has gone up, has it not? It has. And what's interesting is a great question because it's not only, well, I, I believe, again, our, our community really – for the most part, values art and music in particular. Yes. They, they are they are a community that more than any other really uh, uh, puts a, a value on that right uh, on that part of their lives. And so, uh, even be- long before I was involved, when you'd read some of the meeting of the minds surveys or you talk to people about meeting of the minds the audience would often express concern. Are we taking care of these artists enough? That, and certainly the yes. artists would express those concerns because yes. particularly over the last 10 years, as you know, the, the, the music business has been in a kind of a, 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 a gradual earthquake uh, with the, uh, you know, CDs are almost a, a relic uh, and even downloads are... Yeah. Uh, a thing of the past, and now we've we've gone to almost all streaming to where uh, where music lovers can get virtually the entire catalog of recorded music 
from all of history for fifteen dollars a month, which takes and, which takes us directly to where they're receiving their income now, and that's from live performances, live exactly performances. It used to be, it used to be that it was the other way around. That's right. Music, you, musician would be happy to take a loss on their performance because they knew they were going to sell. 30, 40, 50, 100 CDs, and now they don't even bring their CDs very often. No. And so, they, so, they, so the industry, <coughs> the artist, has kind of turned upside down to where they're now dependent on the, um, on the performance revenue and payment much more so than on the merchandising. And so, so that's something that, that, that drove uh, the decision to increase the registration price here. Uh, and, and even though it's it, it's a pretty good jump to one hundred and seventy two dollars from from about one hundred uh, in one year, it's also true that it's a, a jump to one hundred and seventy two dollars from about one hundred ten years ago. So it's there hasn't been an increase in a long time. So yeah. between adding a day and a half of music and inflation and the and particularly the cost of lodging and the changes in the music industry, it really is an overdue change. And I understand that people are a little bit um, shocked by it. Some some people, but um, but I think other people are like. There's other people saying, "Jesus, I can't believe I've got it so cheap for for so right. long." Because it's a five day music festival, and the and the even with the increase, it comes out to like three dollars and fifty cents an hour for quality great music. Uh, that is uh, all. It has always been a bargain. Meeting of the minds. I've always gone. How do they do it? And well, first of all, let's stop just a moment. We're speaking to Rob Hill, who is the co-chair for Meeting of the Minds 2022. He just uh, went over some important numbers that I think it would be important maybe for us to point out again. Uh, what were the original numbers? And let's talk about how you're uh, going to reach the point where, first of all, we have a quality event, because without quality, it, nobody needs to show up. Uh, and then, but secondly, what is that going to cost and how are you going to get there, Rob? Yeah, so we're, we're, there are a number of things that came out of uh, past uh, evaluations and, and feelings that are expressed by audience members and musicians as to how to change uh, and bring this event into the future. The main complaint for most people when we took over was the event is the same every year. It's the same players. There's nothing changing. There's nothing dynamic about it. Uh, and I think there were some other changes that happened that were kind of positive in a way, uh, that there were regional events popping up all over the country where where a lot of our favorite artists could be seen in California and Colorado and uh, Minnesota and all these places where they're having uh, regional events, uh, which presented a challenge for Meeting of the Minds because if if... If if I can see all my favorite artists one time or another in Seattle or Massachusetts yeah. or Baltimore, uh, do I really need to go to Meeting of the Minds? And and so I think that drove the decision, in addition to the requests from people, bring in headliners, bring in yeah. national acts, that we decided to do that. And there's a, there, that's partly a direct response to what people were asking for in their surveys. But also, it's one of my favorite things to do uh, to, 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 to put, my, put uh, my peers, my fellow musicians, on the same stage as these artists that, other, that people know really well. And so yep. you get to say, I open for or I share the stage with. <laughs> but more importantly, that you get a, a, a headlining artist who, whose fan base shows up 
And for example, we have Sister Hazel coming this year, uh, and I think people that like Sister Hazel will also like Donnie Brewer, uh, among other artists that we have. And so that's a whole new fan base for Donnie Brewer to mine, and it's a whole new genre for people to discover. Uh, and I think that applies across the board, really, when we're bringing major national acts, that it brings new people, and we really need new people. And, and, and we, we love our, our tropical music. We love the genre. We think there, yeah. that more people would love it if they were exposed to it. Um, but they don't know about it. But they know about Sister Hazel, or they know about Nico Moon, or they know about the Whelan Brothers. The Whelan Brothers. Let's stop right there just a minute. Those guys are award-winning music video uh, winners. I mean, from tropical music. Uh, these guys uh, are going to be a hit. And if you if you try to find them somewhere now, they don't. They were in Isla Mirada five years ago, and they called me on the phone. Harry, uh, how are you? We're a new kind of a tropical group, and I went down there to broadcast them. And they weren't just new; they were off the wall good. Uh-huh. And they were they're far advanced of the years. Uh, and is still very young. So that brings us to another subject as we, the parrot heads, I'm a parrot head, as we get older, bringing in these younger acts, does, do you find the traditionalists that want the Jimmy Buffett purest music or the ones that are going to be maybe the next step? Great question, and it's a it's a balance we have to to strike because we right. certainly we certainly don't want to alienate the the loyal parrot heads. Um, at the same time, we we have to, or, or, or certainly in the interest of the artists and the organization, to bring in new members uh, to attract new people, younger generation people. And I think, uh, you know, at least with present company, for example, you and I. Are, <laughs> are both hipper than we want to admit. And so you, you, you hear a band like the Whelan brothers and even though they're, they're, you know, half my age and maybe a third or a quarter of your age. Tell me about um, it. <laughs> but they're they, awesome. They're just tight. Gosh. Right. And so they're playing a blend of, I, what would you even call it? Is this a little bit of country, a little bit of reggae, a little bit of folk, a little bit of hip hop. Uh, so they, they're doing some serious genre bending and yet they're very, tropical in their yeah. whole not just in their music but in their mindset and uh and i, I call think, it 20 people deep at the front of the stage that's mm-hmm. what i call it it's going to be yeah. rocking it's that kind of festival it's that kind of right. party really good and i think uh i think our people uh that haven't heard them are gonna dig them and uh i, I just saw them over at uh, lone star luau for mm-hmm. the first time mm-hmm. uh and i am Mm-hmm. confident that they are going to rock the house. Um, <laughs> well, for the traditionalists, will the coral reefers be there? The coral reefers we're in talks with, and we expect uh, some of them to, to be there. And actually, I'm, I got my fingers crossed on, a, yeah. on an idea for, for, present the, for a presentation that maybe people haven't seen before. I can't talk about it. I don't want to jinx it. You know, you know that I love that because I'm a radio guy, and the biggest thing we hate is editing. So the shorter we keep this interview, the better, Rob. And you're an attorney. Uh, you're an attorney. I don't know if you're. Are you paid by the word? Because <laughs> we could go on. The subject is wonderful with Rob Hill, co-chair of the 2022 Meeting of the Minds. That is the Parrothead International Convention. 
that has taken place in Key West, Florida, for the last 25 years. Is that correct, Rob? I, I believe year, the first year was, 20, was 1998, so that would make this the 25th year, but there was where there was the COVID year that where there was not oh, yeah. So I guess the 24th event in Key, in Key, in Key yes. West at Casa Marina and yes. the 30th annual meeting of the Mines. 30th annual meeting of the Mines in Key West, Florida, and now to the hot topic, and may we talk about the where and which will bring us to the future. Uh, where and why? Why has why is it moving from Key West? And and um, I, I know there's a lot of rumors going on, but you're the chairman, the co-chairman of the committee. So could you set the record straight? Uh, I, as straight as I can, which is uh, that no decision has been made where we've accepted mm. a, de- a decision about the process uh, as to how to set it up. And I should throw in here that the we have three co-chairs, actually, in addition sure. to Jed Johnson. We have Suzanne Calhoun, who is our what we call the chair apparent. Uh, she'll, mm-hmm. she'll be within two years running the event. And so both Jed and Suzanne, I think, will have a lot to say about mm-hmm. where uh, Meeting the Minds goes after this year. The reason we're in this position is that the Casa Marina is doing a renovation in 2023 that would preclude us from having the event there. Much needed. <laughs> uh, it is It is needed. They know it. We know it. The American people know it. Uh, and uh, so uh, it's impossible for us to have the event there next year. It's not impossible for us to have it in Key West. And that's mm. one of the things that's being researched as sure. to whether there's an alternate plan. Uh, the, the obvious uh answer is to do it at the Key West Amphitheater, but that doesn't uh, yeah. address the problem of the cost of lodging in Key West these days, which is uh, Well, this rocketing. is, my point is, it's not because you want to move it. It is specifically one that this is a must at this point in time. It may be temporary. Is that correct? Correct. The decision about about what to do in 2023 may be a decision to have a one-off or an audition someplace else, and mm-hmm. then to come back, mm-hmm. depending on what the Casa Marina wants to do. Um, it, it, but our suspicion is that after doing a renovation, uh, the rooms are not going to get any cheaper at yeah. the Casa Marina. Uh, what are so, they now, may I ask? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be almost a lottery to for people to get to stay at the Casa Marina this year, because even though their rooms are expensive by most measures, uh, the cheapest is $261 a night. That's a, a discounted rate negotiated by FIP uh, before the the lodging blew up in Key West. And so that room for $261 is on the rack for over $800, not including, um, not including taxes and lodging fees. And so you're paying almost uh, $1,000 a night for a, for a garden variety room at, at the Casa Marina. And that's true elsewhere on the island as well. And that so will be true if you move it somewhere to key other in Key West. I don't know yeah. that you'll find much better pricing. <laughs> right. Right. So that's so that's uh one of the reasons why we're, you know, looking at our options because I don't think there are a ton of parrot heads among us that will not uh have have their jaws dropping at the prospect of paying a thousand dollars a night for oh them. no no it, that that almost prices of most of the parrot head um individuals middle class folks uh, out of the situation uh, and then 
the thing, as you said, there's a mathematical principle. You can certainly budget a little less for a room and a little more for entertainment, and all of a sudden it becomes a better event if it's plugged in somewhere else, somehow else. Right. Could you explain your process, or would you be able to explain the process of how that selection will be taking place? Uh, the basics are that we, we, I'm part of the committee, the siting committee mm-hmm. that met for the first time last night, and uh, we have sent out a survey, and people can probably find it if they're if they're an active Parrothead member, their their club leader should have sent it, or it's available on social media, to uh, to take the pulse of the organization and the members to find out what is important to you. Uh, in terms of the criteria for a location for meeting of the minds. Are are there people who just will not go if it's not in Key West? Are there people who aren't going because it's in Key West? Uh, are there people that will will refuse to go if we have it on a on a boat or in a foreign country, a Caribbean island or something? Yes. Sure. Yes to all those questions. <laughs> I mean yes, of yes. course. And so yeah, we don't we don't think we're gonna please everybody, but we wanna kind of take into account what the what the general feeling about the event is and uh and 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 the knowing that there's a possibility that we have to relocate it what's important to people so once we figure out once we have taken that pulse we we will probably be selecting a, a relatively small number five or six possible locations and then deep and then diving deep into those locations and yes um, uh, pete ferrelli from the uh, i believe he's the arizona uh, club member club president or former president and he's also um uh, uh what has been involved in fins to the west for many years i was yeah, uh, there uh, is 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 kind of uh, a great resource on this question because he did an he did an assessment 20 years ago on the feasibility of various other alternative locations to Key West and and even though that data itself is outdated his process is is really good and so Absolutely. We, so we have a good process in place for how to dive deep and and find out among other things how welcomed will we be in a new location and that's a really important factor to find a, a home where the local chamber and the local politicians will say will open their arms and say let us see how we can help you as opposed to well get out of our town <laughs> you know they can open their arms and reach back behind a little bit, go down kind of low, and there's that little place where their wallets are. <laughs> uh, I, exactly. I, I am, um, we are not opposed uh, as parrotheads. We are a private organization, as Rob, you well know. We are specifically uh, not allowed to, you know, uh, some of the municipal municipalities do not support us because we are a private organization, but we must remain that way. We're uh, dues-oriented. Is that not correct, sir, with a charter that requires that? Right. And so there's tax, there's tax rules and so forth that are well above my pay grade, but yes. that's my understanding is that we're, we're – we're internal. That's why you have to be a member to attend meeting of the minds. Sure, uh, it's why it can't be open to the public, and and that has consequences for cities too, because we're, we're not just letting everybody in. We're not we're not uh, broadly promoting the destination. We're only promoting it within our, for the most part, promoting it within our own circle. 
What a multifaceted event Meeting of the Minds is, uh, a, a meeting so that you bring the, the parent heads together to form policies and procedures and elect officers and do all these things. And, oh, well, excuse me, there's a five-day concert event going outside uh-huh. the window. So I don't know how you can do uh, that. Uh, if I was uh, just someone that had just heard about the parrot heads and I knew you had that place somewhere in, uh, to go to celebrate this type of music, I would be, uh, I, it would be something in my bucket list. Uh, so that takes us to the future of uh, Meeting of the Minds and FIP and uh, maybe even the music that's associated with it and the musician that it was formed because of, Mr. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, so that that, Future. Kind of tie, that ties into all of the things that we've discussed, really. Yeah, it does. And it's when we talk about bringing in younger artists, or at least artists that appeal to younger people, uh, and find that you also appeal to, they also appeal to the older generation, maybe surprisingly. You asked the question about um, about bringing in new artists and getting younger and what's the future. And and I think that uh, I'm reminded of the the, uh, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band's Will the Circle Be Unbroken? Oh, they yes. brought together generations of country music artists and, and reminded them that they're all part of the same family. And I think that's true of us too. And, and we talked earlier about how you and I are hipper than we, than we think we are. And we'll, <laughs> we'll enjoy those, those young artists. And I know you're, you're, you're a great promoter of the young artists, uh, yes, especially indeed. the female artists. And, and you, and you and I are of the same mind in that regard. Mm-hmm. How important it is. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate, but we still have young minds where that's concerned. <laughs> uh, and I think, you know, that, that there's, <laughs> Even though there's resistance to that, I think people forget that when that when a, a young artist comes along and tops the charts, oh, yeah. uh, that it, that doesn't make the the older artists relics. That makes them legends, you know. And, and yes. it's like when nobody Mick Jagger is not diminished when no. somebody else comes no. along and has a hit song, and, uh, and 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 Paul McCartney doesn't become uh, irrelevant because there's because there's a new artist that that puts out a great album, they become, they become idolized. And so for every young artist that comes along and, 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 uh, and gets to play on the state, same stage with, uh, Sonny Jim or Don oh. Middlebrook or any of these people that, yeah. that they, they may not have heard of Sonny Jim before, but now all of a sudden Sonny Jim is their hero and, uh, and is a revered, uh, iconic artist. Um, and what a mentor for a musical genre and a group of people, uh, independent artists, to follow uh, Sonny Jim right. and and the work ethic of a Don Middlebrook, uh, those individuals are are just uh, they they are if they aren't already they're legends. Yeah, and and they become more so when you when you uh, when you perpetuate the music for for future generations, uh, and that just creates more people to look up to them and to recognize their pioneering uh, efforts. So. So when, when doing that, I think that um, that we 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 give life and du- and durability to the yes. genre and oh, yeah. to its artists. Uh, so I think that that's an that's an important objective for us is to is to make give the event some some legs and also to uh, introduce some of the great new artists which are who are coming up and and they're coming up. <laughs> you know, there's we've we've all seen uh, yes. you know the the the, the Claire Wrights and the 
Um, uh, I know you're a fan of Godiva. Oof, and I haven't wow. seen her live yet, but uh, you know these are these are artists that are barely old enough to drink, and maybe not even old no. enough to drink, and that they're and that they're putting out music that our people oh. either love or will love, and that's uh, and that's ageless and timeless, and so uh, so we aim to be ageless and timeless. You know something. Uh, speaking as a parrot head, I think that's all. We all think we're going to live forever. We act like it, you know. And uh, in this case, I want to say that we are. Uh, there are more people out there than you, than you think that understand the problems because most of us have all been presidents of our clubs. Um, we are. Many of them are serving several terms. These are. This is an individual group of people. Uh, collectively that uh, do a lot of charity in individual uh, towns across America and across the con- uh, other countries as well. And sometimes we lose sight of exactly w- what the purpose is. And uh, we say it's to party, right, Rob? Party with a purpose? Party with a purpose. That's right. But and at the same time, I watched uh, Shriner's children being transported to the hospital by being funded by a small, a very small and struggling parrothead club that some of the local charities depend upon. And the future, if it remains, wouldn't you admit that charity would be one of the biggest reasons that the future would be bright? Oh, well, I think it's one of the biggest reasons for being alive really is the, is the ability to, yeah. uh, to impact other lives. And, and especially the example that you're talking about, yes. if you can make a big difference in, in a, in the lives of a small number of people, yes. that's life affirming. It's soul changing. It's soul feeding. Uh, and it's something that runs through the blood of our organization and our members, and it's a it's a critically important thing. And reminds me of my, Jackie Robinson is one of my heroes. Yeah, and his, his favorite his one of his, the favorite thing that he's the quote that it's attributed to him is his his statement that a life is only important in the impact that it has on other lives. And I think that's a theme that runs through um, the Parrothead uh, heart. Rob Hill, a parrothead at heart, and from the great state of Washington, and bringing a new concept to Meeting of the Minds and uh, to that committee that's going to bring a wonderful occasion this year in Key West, Florida. Rob, uh, that is uh, a, a wrap as far as this interview goes, and we're going to send this to as many people as possible. Would there be any uh, final words that you might have that you would want to bring anybody up to date on of any particulars, any housekeeping that you might need? Yes, indeed. I would like to tell people I probably by the time most people are listening, the registration will have already opened. But Ooh. if 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 you have time, registration. If, if you're if you're listening before March 21st, the March 21st uh, at, at 8 p.m. Eastern time is the opening for the VIP registration. There's some great VIP packages mm-hmm. that include rooms, uh, and uh, uh, and and also you can get an a la carte VIP uh, uh, registration, which includes one breakfast cruise all included uh, breakfast and mimosa cruise with a, with uh, themed music uh and um and then the general registration opens up on the 22nd of march at 1 p.m that's the time to reserve your room and do a general registration and you can get all this information at our brand new pretty much ass kicking website uh which is www.motm.rocks Ooh, <laughs> yeah. 
hey, there's new kids in town, folks, and they're our age, and we're going to party. Like, I, I, I have bragged on laid back attacked so many people they they get sick of me talking about it. and man let me tell you it was so perfect there weren't any complaints and 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 jim morris died trying to get there <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh would you do me a favor and and as we wrap up we've made this quite a long interview and we could probably talk all evening about this and a lot of related subjects to this may we revisit this again introduce updates as we go along rob hill i am happy to do that uh every time we'll be announcing artists as we go and i'm oh, happy good. to uh schedule a call with you harry t right. to uh to make some exclusive announcements all right uh, but i one more thing i'd like to add is okay that, is, it's kind of a kind of a missed thought earlier is that when we were talking about the uh, the the uh the uh the youthifying of the event a yes. little bit and that I didn't mention. I think I might have mentioned Nico Moon, but I but I wanted to point out Nico we have, Moon. Now this is an artist that we have coming to headline our Friday event, who is nominated uh, as the best new artist for iHeartRadio. He probably is going to get a CMA or a CMT nomination. He's got a new album coming out. From what I understand, is going to be very upbeat, beachy music, and. We have an MOTM headliner who is going to be appearing on our stage who had a number one hit within the last year. So his his uh, his song hit the good time, hit the top of the country charts and even the uh, Billboard pop charts at number 20. So, a crossover so and it's going to be in crossover. Key West. What night is that? Friday night. This is a Friday night. So it kicks off on Wednesday. Is that right? Correct. Kicks off on Wednesday with uh, headlined by the Girls Just Want to Have Rum mm. show, singer songwriter showcase for females. Uh, that's the that's the, um, the the headliner of that night. But there's gonna there's gonna be a whole afternoon of, of great music. Uh, and then Thursday night is headlined by Sister Hazel and other, Sister others Hazel. to be announced. Mm -hmm. And then Friday night is uh, is Wheelan Brothers and and Nico Moon. So that's going to be a, a night not to be missed. Wow! Uh, so we're pretty excited about that. This this and reminds more, much more to come. This reminds me of the old posters from long ago, 1969, with the concerts appearing now. And and, and one of these days, these posters. This this very information will be valuable in itself from simply being at an event where these people were. It happens, doesn't it, Rob? That's right. It's going to happen. Something to tell your grandchildren about. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm going to see them in Alabama pretty soon. Coming home to Alabama to say hello to everybody. But say hello, everybody, if you will. Rob Hill, uh, we want to make sure that everybody's in touch. How do they register and how do they say hello? How do they express their opinions? Is the website the place to do it? Website is the best place to do it. There's ways to uh, reach out from the website. Uh, and, of course, if you want to be heard about the the, lo the location of mm -hmm. uh, the future event, then be sure and fill out that survey. Let your, your priorities be known. And if you want to get registered for this year's event, MOTM.rocks is the place to do it. Uh, there's a registration page that hopefully will not be too complicated and you can walk through the process there looking forward to the next interview with rob hill and that was of course he is uh, after all the co-chair of meeting of the minds 2022 thank you rob thank you harry t